On this inaugural episode of Destroy the Shield Generator, James asks, why are there so many shield generators in the Star Wars universe? Would a Star Wars show be worth watching if it didn't have enough shield generators? And why in the world would we name a podcast after shield generators? Plus the debut of a new segment where we write our own Star Wars movie. All that and more starting now. James, episode one. Let's get right to it. So my question, and I think everybody's question is like, okay, this is called Destroy the Shield Generator. And you could probably connect some dots as to why it's called that. So the question for this episode, what? What is, okay, what part of that question is intuitive? It's obvious. We have a podcast called Destroy the Shield Generator. And everyone listening is going to be like, oh, I know immediately why it's called Destroy the Shield Generator. Well, if you've watched Star Wars, it seems like every Clone Wars episode has a shield generator. <laughs> so if I'm not there, I might be like, that's an interesting title. I wonder why they went with that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, actually, I know what a shield generator is. Oh, I've seen them before. <laughs> what? I'm losing it because like... Hey, let's start recording this episode and we can explain why the podcast is called Destroy the Shield Generator. I did not expect the first thing out of the gate in this entire podcast episode history for you to to be for you to say. So it's pretty obvious why this is called Destroy the Shield Generator, right? Well, it's not obvious. It's not like, oh, I know exactly what's going through their heads. But you know that it's like Star Wars related. I mean, yeah. But then, like, the meaning behind it, like, we need to explain that. Okay, so then what is the meaning behind it? <laughs> you, I mean, you you just did, to be fair. Thank you. See you on episode two. So, can you tell me what I just explained? What's the meaning behind it? Okay, sorry. So, the, the meaning behind Destroy the Shield Generator is just the idea that in so many episodes of, especially the Clone Wars... Um, spoiler alert, also a little bit in Rebels, James. And then um, even in some of the movies, um, shield generators are sort of this barrier to people accomplishing their goals of blowing things up because they're protected by shields. There it is. And yes. it happens a lot. It, it, yeah, and it happens a lot. It comes up a lot in the Star Wars universe. And at some point... In, wa- in me watching the Clone Wars for the first time, I text you and I say, why is everything a shield generator? Yeah. It was probably, I don't know, the second episode. <laughs> the second episode of the whole show. Yeah, they're already destroying like 18 shield generators. In the, in the malevolence arc. No, there's that's not a thing. It takes okay. them a while. The first time that a shield generator shows up in the Clone Wars is the 14th episode. Gotcha. So that's pretty That's pretty soon. Yeah. That's, that's actually much later than I expected, though. In my imagination, when I think of conflict in Star Wars, I think of them trying to destroy a shield generator. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> but apparently I'm just making things up because 14 episodes, that's a long time. That's a while. I didn't think that there were 14 episodes without shield generators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess that gets to the heart of the question. Why is everything a shield generator? Can I add, wait, before we get to that, can we just for a sense of scale and sort of the ability to know just how big of a thing this is, the Clone Wars, the entire show had 137 episodes. Okay. One, three, seven. I want you, James, to tell me how many episodes out of 137 include shield generators specifically. And I have the actual answer in front of me right now. Shield generators specifically. Yes. So all the other generators that I probably in my head call shield generators do not count. Like like power generators. Those are out. Those are out. No, no, no. We're talking shield generators. We named our podcast Destroy the Shield Generator, not Destroy the Any Kind of Generator. (laughs) All right. So 137 episodes. Yes. 137 minus 14 is 123. So no more than 123. Okay. Let's take a quarter of those. Let's, I'm just going to I'm gonna spitball here. I'm going to say 23. Okay. There are 23. Are we, is it references to shield generators? It is like explicit appearances of shield generators. Appearances of shield generators? Yes. Do they have to say the word shield generator? Um, I would say yes. I, I, I don't know for sure, but I would guess yes. So they're not like trying to destroy one? 42. 42 appearances of shield generators in, yes. in episodes. Okay. In episodes. You, you're close. That means I'm not close at all. That means you're not close at all. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is that a real Is that a real answer? Yes, that was my real answer. Oh. Is it that bad? I mean, yeah. Then I'm going to say 87. No, you're going in the, <laughs> the wrong direction. Dang it. The correct answer, the number of times that shield generators actually appear in the Clone Wars, five. No, it's not. Yep. I have the list. That's a, You're lying to me. The I am list not lying, is to, lying you. to you. I am. Nope. Nope. You should. Is okay. that list canon? It is, this is canon. Okay. So, so here, let me cite my sources. Um, I'm on Wikipedia, which is a fantastic website. It's basically Wikipedia, but, but spe- written by Wookies. But yes, but written by Wookies specifically. <laughs> they would need some big keyboards, or they just do speech to text. Uh, I don't think that would work. <laughs> but anyway, this is a website. It has, it's like a Wikipedia page, but it's all Star Wars stuff. Just to, for future reference, because we're going to be using this website a lot, maybe even on most episodes, every single page, every single topic has a canon tab and a legends tab. Uh, basically, canon stuff it appears in canon materials. Legend stuff appears in non-canon materials. Okay, I'm on the canon page for uh, deflector shield generators. Okay, it lists. It has a list on here of all of the appearances in canon materials for deflector shield generators. Among them are five Clone Wars episodes. Wow. Yeah. So and that's disappointing. Yeah. So then, why do I think there's like 
millions of them. Okay, so here, here's my theory, James, and this is this is legit. When I look through the five, I'm looking at the pages for the five episodes that they list. All five of them are parts of different seasons. So here's my thinking. We've got one episode in season one, episode 14. One episode season two, one episode season three, one episode season four, one episode season six. Five. Oh, man, that was close. No. Apparently no <laughs> shield generators in, in season five. Okay. Now here's my thinking. And here, this could explain some of why you think that there are more shield generators or at least more conversations about shield generators. Because maybe on Wikipedia, they are only listing the episodes where a shield generator physically appears. And if they are a part of an arc of episodes, so let's say three episodes, where for three episodes in this season, they're talking about shield generator and, oh, we have to go destroy the shield generator. You know what I mean? Like that could like, you know, potentially triple the number of shield generators you hear about, whereas you're only seeing them in one episode of an arc. Gotcha. And another possible explanation is that me, being the genius that I am, hears the word generators and immediately goes to shield generator and they're all the same in my mind. Yeah. Because what else are there? There's I know for sure there's a power generator. Yeah. And then there's a gravity generator. Uh, gravity well generator, I think would be the term. Let me, I'm going to look these up on Wikipedia as there's you're saying the, these. The love generator. Okay, yeah. Power generator is a thing. Those show up on three episodes of The Clone Wars. See, I would have thought that was at least a million as well. Let me see. Gravity well. Okay, sorry. They're called gravity well projectors, not generators. And they do okay. not show up in the Clone Wars. That's a Rebels thing. No, they're always like floating and not floating. The droids, they turn the thing into stuff and then everybody all of a sudden starts floating. And then they turn the gravity back on and everybody falls. Um, it might have a different name or they don't list them on Wikipedia for some reason. Come on, Wookiees. Or I'm looking for the wrong name. <laughs> Art oh, wait. Maybe. Okay, wait. Artificial gravity generator. There we go. That's the one. Okay. Also not in Clone Wars. Then what makes them float? They're in the ships and they can they can walk on the ground. Sure. And then a droid hits a button and they all start floating. Yeah. And then a droid hits another button and then they all fall. Yeah. That's an artificial gravity generator. Like that's what this is. Okay. So yep. they just don't have the list of like, okay, here's the thing though. Are you, if you're going to make a list Let's say I say, James, I want you to make a list of Clone Wars episodes that include an artificial gravity generator. And you start watching the Clone Wars from episode one to episode 137. Are you going to are you going to write down and include any episode that just has a ship? So when I think of the gravity generators, I can only think of two specific times that they're being used. OK, now, based on the math that you just gave. There's power generators in three. Yeah. There's shield generators in five. Yep. And let's say that there's two that have the gravity generators. Yep. Based on your math, we have those seven episodes now. Wait, no. math is wrong. Nine? Nine episodes. Ten. With those. Wait, five, three, and two? That's ten. That's ten. <laughs> Just, so, so we're both teachers. Are, Let's just acknowledge the fact that... There are 10 episodes with these generators in them. You did the math that there's an 
there's let's make them part of arcs where mm-hmm. there's like three episodes that deal with these. So 30 episodes are only about generators. <laughs> and in my head, I go to shield generator first. <laughs> Therefore, there are 30 episodes with shield generators. I said 42. I was decently close. Yeah, that's almost a quarter of the episodes that the show ever produced. Yeah. They should have just called it the Generator Wars. That's <laughs> yeah. It's catchier too. No, no, it literally isn't. Look, yes, it is, because you and I had this conversation. We said, what's the catchiest thing that we could do to title our podcast about Star Wars? <laughs> and I, we both said there has to be generators in the title. Uh, when we said catchy, like, well, okay, define catchy. Generator. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> That's less interesting. What is interesting, why are there so many generators? Why are there generators in 30 episodes? Why are there shield generators in 15 of them? <laughs> this is the official math. The <laughs> Okay, so why are there so many generators? I think it comes down to two things. Number one, you need shields, and you need power, and you need gravity. So... What generates those things? The generators. Generators do exactly. This like, is great. That's a pretty. <laughs> I'm like that's my first point. That's not like the end of. We're not signing off on that, James. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like laying the foundation here, right? What m- my point is like that in a fictional universe like Star Wars that has to have like this future technology, like you have to have some kind of story explanation or reason for some of these future technologies. I mean, power generation is a, is an earth thing too, but like shields and gravity, like what are we going to, if you're in a writer's room saying we need a device that generates a shield, what should we call it? Like shield generator is going to be like the thing. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Now here's my second point, And this is more to the point. If you are going to create a fictional universe that has all these kinds of generators that produce all these critical functions for all these different factions and groups and cities and stuff, of course you're going to have um, between wars and insurgencies and the different things we see happening in the Star Wars story, you're going to have groups looking to take them out because that gets at infrastructure and that in many ways mirrors real life warfare, (laughs) right? When the U.S. went into Iraq in the early 90s, the first targets was all of the infrastructure because it grinds the country to a halt. And so you're going to mirror those in fiction. You're going to mirror that kind of approach in fiction too, where, hey, if we want to deal it to this city or this, you know, government or this, you know, whatever other country we're fighting, we're going to take out power generators and shield generators because then they'll be defenseless. So if there are people in the Star Wars universe... Who are and they don't have to be people, they can be aliens or droids, but in the Star Wars universe, who are making a podcast about us, yes, they would call it Destroy the Bridges, destroy, destroy the Fuel Supply, yes, the oil tanks, yes, gotcha, the oil reserves. <laughs> <laughs> their, their logo would just be a big round oil tank, like 
hastily <laughs> cut in half in Photoshop and then just, you know, some red lightning bolts coming out of it. And it would be in space for some reason. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so in this, the Republic is the equivalent of the U.S. A topic that may come up in future episodes. <laughs> Okay, I have another. I have a second point though. Okay, that okay. that was number one. The the idea that okay, we're gonna mirror. You know, in all fiction, there is there is a there is a shade of reality, and that's kind of the beauty of it, right? We can say that about like any fictional story. The second reason I think is that it's convenient fiction writing, right? If you are going to have one protagonist then number one, your stories are going to be very boring <laughs> because it's just going to be following one person doing one thing. But like any good fiction is going to have multiple prot protagonists and multiple probably even groups of protagonists. And if they're all trying to work together to accomplish the same goal, they need to be doing different things. And this is a thing we see, I think, throughout stories. Um even be, I'll get to the Star Wars examples in a second because I think that they're really strong. But think about like in Ocean's Eleven, how they have all these different guys and a couple females, but it's mostly guys in the original <laughs> Ocean's movies. You have all these different guys that need to accomplish all their different tasks all in this perfect sequence or else the whole operation fails, right? And there's like a billion examples of this. But even if we just look at Star Wars, you have specifically shield generators being almost like this preliminary plot point that our protagonists need to figure out first before their ultimate task gets, gets accomplished. So, a couple examples. Rogue One, the Battle of Scarif. You've got the shield generator protecting the entire planet, and you know, Jyn Erso and Cassian Andor, they cannot send the Death Star plans from the Citadel Tower until that shield is down. Because the shield also shields them from information. Correct. Okay. <laughs> because there's no greater threat than information. Yeah. Which Democracy. is weird because they do communicate via like their little voice chat things between the space battle and the land battle going on. But they I can see that. Different frequencies. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. So there's that. Gotcha. Scarif is an that example. Okay. The other big example is episode six, Endor. You've got to bring down the shield generator on the planet uh, to, you know, basically make the Death Star too vulnerable so that they can blow that up. So Isn't there one on Hoth? Yeah, there's one on Hoth, but it's going in the other direction. That's the Empire trying to destroy the Rebels shield generator so that they can overrun the base. Gotcha. But yeah. So it's not surrounding a planet or an object in space. It's surrounding the base itself. Yeah. Gotcha. And it looks like a coil. Yeah. It looks like four like discs that are like sticking out of the ground. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, it's just a, if you're, again, if you're writing a story, like it's a great way to just create tension because you have one group of protagonists depending on the other group of protagonists. But there's this tension that builds up because they're waiting on each other. They need each other to do things. So here's another funny one, uh, although it kind of gets subverted at the last minute, uh, is in episode nine, you have sort of the control towers on Exegol that the Death Stars, or sorry, that the Star Destroyers need to like raise off of the planet and like navigate out of the atmosphere. 
And like, that's the plan going into Exegol. And then after this entire movie being about like, we need to figure out how to destroy these, you know, these tower beacon things, you just have the star destroyers be like, you know what, let's just shut those off and like go from this, you know, this like mothership um, <laughs> uh, that becomes what Finn and, and Rose uh, like land on and eventually and ride blow the up. horses out. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like it's just a, it's just a narrative thing. It just happens, I guess. Man, that just brought up a lot that we can say about The Last Jedi. Wait, no, that's The Rise of Skywalker. That's the episode nine is The Rise of Skywalker. But we won't do that right now. Yeah, future episodes. So I would just say that you mentioned the writer's room and they're saying, okay, what's this device that we, or what do we call this device? And it's a something generator. We're sitting in the writer's room. I'm just surprised at how many times that they're like, we need to create tension here. How are we going to do that? And they say... Shield generator. We need a power shield generator. generator. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, let's, how are we going to bring two groups of people together so that they're working in different areas but fighting a same battle? How are we going to do that? One of them destroys the shield generator, and the other group is now free to do something else. Yeah. You know, I, I, I bring that up, but at the same time, I eat it up too. If there is a shield generator, I'm like all for it. Yeah, Like, I was sitting on the edge of my seat during all of Rogue One while they're trying to destroy that shield generator so the message can go through. Yeah. So, maybe I just shut my mouth. <laughs> Keep doing that, Star Wars writers. More shield generators, please. Yeah. There's only five of them in the Clone Wars. There could be at least 80 more. At least. That should have been every arc in the Clone Wars. <laughs> yes. <I> should just... <laughs> but honestly, here's how ridiculous I am. Like, in my head, that's how I think about it. Like, every arc somehow involves a shield generator of some sort. That's amazing. Yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, at this point, we have this podcast now, so we should really be rooting for them to include a shield generator in, like, (laughs) every episode, because that just gives more credence to what we're doing here. And the assumption is that, let's make this more, like, artistic so we sound more intellectual. It's like... (laughs) When did we say that? (laughs) In some ways, in many ways even... The shield generator is the central point of all Star Wars episodes. Yes. Because there are always shields on the ships. Mm-hmm. And without them, they just blow up immediately. And those battles would be awfully boring. That's right. Shield generators are the glue that holds together all of Star Wars. Yeah. that's No, you're totally right. Some people might say Jar Jar is that glue. Maybe, I, I would be fact, one of those that. people, perhaps. But you're wrong because it's shield generators. <laughs> then why do we want to destroy them? Are we saying we want to destroy Star Wars? Oh gosh, now this is getting too deep. Take, bit, take it all back. Yeah. <laughs> just We're for back the to Jar Jar. Just for the record, um, the list of appearances of shield generators in canon that I referenced earlier it includes episodes one, episode four, episode five, and episode six. So what you're saying is there are more appearances of shield generators in the films, of which there are nine, than there are in all of the Clone Wars. Ooh, let's figure that out. Yeah, so I'm looking through the list here of canon appearances of shield generators, and they only show up in, like we said, five episodes of the Clone Wars, but in the movies, they show up in episodes one which would be the big shield on Naboo. 
episode. Yeah, your favorite shield, of course. The greatest of all the shields. Yep. Uh, Episode four, episode five, and episode six. So we can conclude that George Lucas loves shield generators. Yes. So of the nine in the Skywalker saga, four of the films have shield generators. Yes. Almost half. Almost half of them. That's a lot more than five out of 137. That's correct. Which is like, what, 3% or something? That's, yeah, that's not a lot. Let me, let me, uh, let me say this too. Um, and this can just be something that gets you excited. James, out of 75 episodes of the show Star Wars Rebels, which you are just starting recently. Yes. How many episodes do you think include a shield generator in the same list? According to the same criteria that said earlier that there are five out of 137 Clone Wars episodes. Well, you said that I'm going to be excited. So that means there's more than five. I'm going to say nine. Close. I'm so far off. It's six. Oh, that's not that far. It's No. That's why I said you were close. You never are actually telling the truth when you say I'm close. That's not true at all. Uh, Let our audience be the judge. Well, I cannot wait to see those shield generators and rebels. Yeah, let me see. I'm going to count them all. Just for your sake, when the first one is, uh, so that you know how long you have to wait. If it's episode 14 for the Clone Wars. Yeah. um, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say episode 11. Okay. You were were close. Gosh. It is uh, episode 7. Oh. Of season two. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't think I can make it that far. So that would be, in total, that would be episode 22. I was halfway there. I said 11. 11 yeah. is half of 22. I know. I know. Well, you looked confused, so I thought I would clarify we, for you. We have a history of, of excellent mathematics on this show. <laughs> Just impeccable <laughs> we are. We don't do anything else well, but the numbers you can always trust. So there are six. There are six shield generators that I'm going to be seeing in Rebels. Yeah, and I can't wait to count them all. Yeah, especially now that I know why they exist, mm-hmm. what they exist for, and why that's such a key tension point, and it makes them even more awesome. So that question is answered. Awesome. Well, I can't wait for you to see the episode of Rebels where. The entire team of protagonists do not split up just to take down a shield generator. Is there one where the entire team of protagonists are shield generators? (laughs) Oh, wow. Not that I know of. Well, then I don't want to watch it. So now we're going to play, for the first time, the very first iteration of It's Going to Be Great. Now, It's Going to Be Great. Mm -hmm. Joseph, can you tell us where we got the title of this section for? Okay, so yes, It's Going to Be Great is a phrase that was uttered a lot of times in a row by one George Lucas. So um, there is a fantastic fantastic documentary about the production of episode one, The Phantom Menace. I I say this unironically, maybe one of the best like 
behind the scenes looks at any movies ever because they really do have incredible access to the development process uh, that went behind the first movie of the prequel trilogy, The Phantom Menace, to such an extent, like, so serious. And I've talked to you about this before, James, to like, you see, like, okay, most like behind the scenes documentaries for like movies are like super upbeat and positive and like, we made this great movie and like, we're just, you know, making ourselves sound awesome. The beginning does talk about the struggles and the hardships and the, like, it talks about, like, the production miscues. It talks about how when they watched the first draft of the film, George Lucas was, like, dismayed and said they're trying to do too much, doesn't make any sense. It's talking about, like, delays with the visual, the CGI. Anyway, it's a great documentary. In the middle of this documentary, there's this fascinating conversation where George Lucas is showing off a physical model, a life-size model of a B-1 battle droid that they use in the Battle of Naboo and later on in the, the trilogy. Uh, and he is showing off this model of a B-1 to his good friend and also esteemed filmmaker, Steven Spielberg. And in this, in this little sequence... George Lucas is explaining to Steven Spielberg his vision for what the Battle of Naboo is going to look like on film. And he's describing, you know, you've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of droids this way. You've got hundreds and hundreds of Gungans this way. And you've got tanks and these animals and this big shield and this open field. And that rhymed. And you've got Jar Jar running through the middle of everything, causing this big ruckus, right? And you can see... The expressions on these two men's faces are just amazing. George Lucas's expression is one of like excitement and like enthusiasm and like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, this and that. But Steven Spielberg's expression can be described as nothing but, I guess, like overwhelmed confusion. Like he, he clearly understands that this is way too ambitious or way too big of a thing it maybe not for film, but it maybe at least at that time on film. So you see this this dissonance between their two reactions, where the quote now, comes from. Should yeah. we should we should we actually reenact that conversation? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna be George Lucas. You play Steven Spielberg. Okay. Okay. And and scene. No, that's it. Said at the end of a scene. Sorry. And beginning of the scene. So, it's gonna be great. So no, I'm oh. so Stephen. It's I've got hundreds of droids going that way, and hundreds of Gungans going that way, and tanks and shields, and it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And scene. And scene. And scene. Okay. So the point is. Nailed it. These two, der- good Steven Spielberg impression, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these two directors go back and forth for like four or five times each, where they both just say, "It's gonna be great." That's it. That's their whole dialogue for like twenty seconds. In fact, let me just play the clip of this really quick. I just found it, and it's amazing. It's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. And maybe just one more time. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. Okay, so there you have it. Now, 
Now, general consensus then, they're talking about the Battle of Naboo. Was the Battle of Naboo great? It was a technical achievement at the time. When the movie released in 1999, you didn't, you'd never seen that kind of CGI on screen. So, like, general consensus though, was it great? From a story perspective, no. Yeah. All right. So, this segment, it's going to be great. This is the segment. It's going to be great. We, and it, it's called It's Going to Be Great, and it is going to be great. Yes. We are, are going to it's gonna be great. express our ambitious ideas about the Star Wars universe, um, unexplored elements of it. They will be and, groundbreaking. And we believe it's going to be great. They will be amazing. <laughs> they will be great. So, so initially, this was designed to be films that would explore the, the new side of the Star Wars universe. But in all reality, this can be reality tv series thanks disney be, plus yeah <laughs> it can be it can be anything really it can be comics short stories tv shows podcasts films, podcasts documentaries whatever um and we're going to introduce that and and just kind of discuss so each of us have have written up some ideas mm-hmm. uh and when we do the it's going to be great segment we are going to go through one of these segments and just discuss how it's going to be great yeah, it's so, and it's going to be great. So, the first ever, it's going to be great, film. Yes. That I'm proposing that we create. What is it, James? I can't wait. It is a film, a standalone story called The Dead Speak. Hey, okay. Which, for, the, for those that don't know, The Dead Speak are the first three words of the episode nine opening crawl. You see, dun, 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 right? Star Wars logo goes through space. You get the opening call, episode nine. The first three words you read next, the dead speak. And it talks about Palpatine coming back. Yeah, and we knew he was coming back. You know, like he's in the trailer and stuff. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, oh, how, how's Palpatine going to come back? And you see that opening crawl and it says, the dead speak. Palpatine's talking. Well, I'm like, oh, all right. All right. There he, it is. He's back. He's back. It's going to be great. Uh, and then, and then full context, you also revealed to me in, in some extended stuff is that Palpatine that we know is, is in fact um, a clone mm-hmm. in episode nine. Yeah. In The Dead Speak. Yeah. Palpatine's new clone struggles with speaking. You know, there's been difficulties with that development. It's a hard and, part of a clone to clone. Yeah. So Palpatine's clone is struggling with speaking. And at a time where the Sith need the voice of their leader to unite them. Mm-hmm. A time of war. There's a Sith speech coach who comes alongside Palpatine and he coaches him and prepares him to send a message that will reach across the galaxy. But the beauty of it is the relationship that develops between them and the, the personal development of Palpatine throughout um, as he gives that speech that goes throughout the galaxy that leads to this point. Wow. James, it's going to be great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, this is a fascinating idea. Um, you know, one of the things that we never see in the Star Wars universe, that we never get to see in, like, Star Wars canon, is specifically the 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 phonics, right? The, the ability, 
the ability for one to speak. And we know there are great orators and speakers in the Star Wars universe. Listen to the that fiery monologue that General Hux gives in, in episode seven before they fire off Starkiller Base. Like, where'd that guy learn to do that? The same speech coach. It's the same one, James? Yeah, that's going to be part of his backstory. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was alive at the same time. I mean, that those two events are, you know, almost concurrent, maybe a few years apart at most. So that's totally doable. Yeah. It's canon. It's canon now. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to admit, I, this drew inspiration from uh, another movie. Yeah? what? I, which one? I would never have heard of a movie where this something like this has ever happened. So, I don't know if you've noticed, but Star Wars is, has some, like, World War II uh, imagery mm. and callbacks. Have you noticed before? Yeah, like, you know, General Hux giving the fiery speech before they fire off Starkiller Base? Yeah. In front of a big, like, parade of stormtrooper-looking, Nazi-looking stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that sentence right. Okay. I need a speech coach. <laughs> so there's this there's this little-known film set in, in during the time of World War II in mm-hmm. Great Britain, and it's called The King's Speech. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, so that's it, a new inspiration from that. It won... Like awards, right? Like that one did really well, I think, right? It was a Tony. It won a Tony. That's for theaters. For theater yeah, stuff. Yeah, I saw it in a theater. It. Okay, I know it's not a Tony Award. Oh my gosh, dude. It won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Was it actually Best Picture? The King's Speech won Best Picture in 2011. <laughs> I would say it was Best Picture. It also won Best Director, Best Actor... And best original screenplay. Dude, the King's Speech like swept the Oscars or the was, Academy Awards. Are those the same thing? It things? was very good. Did you see it? I did actually, yeah. Yeah. I saw it on a plane going, this is not a joke. I saw it on a plane going to England. Wow. I know. So. It was me learning the language. <laughs> so. If the King's Speech. Swept all those Academy Awards. What's one thing that Star Wars is missing? Academy Awards and... British people? So if those things are missing, why not? Just take something that's worked before and put it in the Star Wars universe. Just throw it in the Star Wars, yeah. I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I loved the King's Speech. Yeah. The, the Dead Speak is a great name. It really is. That's the perfect name for this. And all those reasons... Why, I say, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be great. Great, we, you nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was great. It was great. We should. I, this is a new segment called "It Was Great." <laughs> <laughs> this is when our suggestions in the it's going to be great segment were actually created and we watched them and they were actually great and they were great (laughs) and it was great destroy the shield generator is created by joseph jasper and james walker our theme music is produced by roy thompson who's better known as royish good looks you can support him through the links in our show notes 
Join us next time on Destroy the Shield Generator. But until then, always remember... It's going to be great. <laughs>